0: which benefits not only lawyers and their clients, but everyone.
1: And moves us closer to the goal of access to justice for all. Tune in every month as we explore the new legal technology and the people behind the tech here on Law Technology Now. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Law Technology Now. I'm Sean laroque doherty And I'm Monica Bay. And we've got a great show for you today. With the ALM event Legal Week coming up fast, January 28 to 31, our guest this week is Zach Warren, Editor-in-Chief of Legal Tech News and ALM Publication, to give you the inside scoop. But before we get started, we want to thank our sponsors. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Thomson Reuters Westlaw Edge.
0: Zach, tell us about your background in law and baseball. (laughs) Law and baseball. Well, Originally, growing up, I think I wanted to be the next Al Michaels. Uh, I really love sports broadcasting. And originally, when I went to college, that's what I went for. So at Northwestern, I did football, baseball, basketball. And for two summers, which I think you're referring to, I was the uh, lead play-by-play broadcaster for the Ketuit Ketaliers of the Cape Cod Baseball League. That was a great two summers. Pretty much I would do landscaping to make a little bunny on the side by morning. Then each evening, I would broadcast a baseball game. While I was there in 2011 and 2012, saw a bunch of future All-Stars. I have a vivid memory of Chris Bryant, now in the Cubs, hitting a grand slam against us, so that was fun to call. But once I got out of college, I realized, A, there wasn't, honestly, to uh, many job prospects in that industry for me. And B, I wanted something that was a little bit more of a challenge for me and something that intellectually stimulated me. At the time, a friend of mine was leaving her position at what was then Inside Counsel Magazine with Summit Professional Networks and said, hey, give this a try. I think you might like it. Do some reporting. I know you don't know much about law, which at the time I really didn't, had even given law a second thought. But I said, yeah, I'll give it a try. See if I like it. I was there for two years, realized, I yes, I really do like this. And then in 2015, I got the call, hey, you've been working with corporate counsel Would you like to move over to Legal Tech News and take more of a tech spin on things? So I said, yeah, that seems up my alley. I've always been interested in tech. And of course, with the legal background that I've been working with two years, it'd be a nice marriage of the two. So I moved over there in 2015, very shortly after was named editor-in-chief in 2016 and have been doing that for around the past three years and continue to enjoy it. I really do Love uh, law and technology and really getting with the people who are trying to push the law forward. I love that innovative nature that so many in the industry have and being able to be rejuvenated on a daily basis that people really do want to change things is really, really been a joy of this job for me.
1: Well, that sounds great. So taking that kind of perspective forward, what are you most looking forward to at Legal Week in New York?
0: There's a lot that I'm looking forward to this year. I think it's going to be an excellent show. As I'm sure you both know, what used to be legal tech has expanded to legal week now. So it really is a Monday through Thursday affair. And what I don't think a lot of people realize is some of the most interesting stuff to me will probably be happening on that Monday before legal tech even actually starts. There are a few what are called workshops that they really started and played around with last year, but are coming into full force this year, talking about a lot of those new, innovative, emerging technologies, like the blockchain, like AI, that people honestly aren't quite sure what to do with yet, but I think that's part of what this workshop is for, so everybody can kind of collaborate and say together, this is what works practically, this what... Uh, maybe other industries need, but we don't need. This might be better for big law, small law. So I'll be really interested to see the conversations around those new technologies and kind of how those practical applications shake out between them.
1: Are they full-day workshops? Or are they, I mean, I guess for someone interested in is it too late to join a workshop?
0: I do not believe so. So they are... Essentially, there are three two-hour sessions that they're structured originally as panels, but since they're two hours apiece, I think there's going to be a panel component and a workshop component for each. I would imagine that uh, registration for those is still available through the LegalWeek.com website. I'm not 100% sure on that one, so don't take my word as gospel, but I'm pretty sure that you can go check that out.
1: Okay. And uh, I guess, is there an audience factor in that? In other words, if I don't sign up for the workshop and the panel's available, can I just stop in and see what's going on?
0: Since the conference hasn't officially started yet, I believe the workshops are a separate sign-up, so I don't know unless you have a full legal week pass whether that would get you into the workshops. That's a very good question, actually. I'm not entirely sure.
1: Okay. No worries. What will Legal Tech News focus on at the show, Zach?
0: Well, we're going to have wall-to-wall coverage, or at least we should. Um, Two of our new reporters, Frank Reddy and Victoria Hutchins, are going to be there covering three or four panels a day apiece. And, of course, myself and Reese Dipshan will be there throughout the show as well. But a few things that we're probably going to focus on, one that we've been hearing from a lot of people is privacy. Last year, obviously, the GDPR around this time was the big subject leading up to the May deadline. And this year, at least from our conversations, we're seeing something similar with the California Consumer Privacy Act, where a lot of people that maybe didn't necessarily have EU citizens and had to get ready for the GDPR, well, they do have California customers. So they're needing to get on board now before that January 1st, 2020 deadline. And what a lot of people learn from the GDPR, the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. So I'll be very interested in the privacy discussions there. And, of course, uh, what everybody's talking about in the general news right now, the shutdown. We're going to have a few government people on various panels. Uh, One of them, I believe, well, of course, the AGs as the opening keynote and then directly after, one of the first panels talks about the government reference model, which primarily has to be with information governance in the government and how exactly that data transfer works. But I also think it'll be interesting to get the perspective of, especially now, are there any differences working with the government than there have been previously? And how exactly is everybody on both sides of the equation managing not only the current shutdown, but some of the general shall we say, uncertainty that is surrounding the government right now. So it'll be very interesting to hear those conversations and a whole lot more around those new technologies like artificial intelligence, like the blockchain, and seeing how they're being applied in practice.
1: Well, very good. So hold that thought for a moment. We're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsor. Thomson Reuters' Westlaw Edge is the most intelligent legal research platform ever. Powered by state-of-the-art artificial intelligence, Westlaw Edge delivers the fastest answers and the most valuable insights, providing you with a clear strategic advantage. The advanced features on Westlaw Edge allow legal professionals to practice with a greater degree of certainty and confidence never before available. Visit westlawedge.com to learn more. Hi, welcome back to Law Technology Now. I'm Sean laroque doherty with Monica Bay. So I'm notorious for not attending keynotes. Mm -hmm. What's in it for me to go to a keynote this year?
0: (laughs) Well, it just depends whether the speakers are up your alley, I would suppose. Um, I personally think getting both sides of the coin with the attorney generals, one former Republican, one former Democrat, I can't say whether they're going to be at odds on certain questions that are going to be asked, but I don't think it's out of the question. So just from a pure voyeuristic standpoint, I think it's going to be super interesting to see whether or not they are at odds and whether there's a little bit of contention there. And as I've been saying, artificial intelligence has been a big, big topic for pretty much everybody and very fewer more at the forefront of that than IBM and Watson. So I'll be interested for that day two as well, just to see what's new and stuff that we should be in the lookout for moving forward, considering the practical applications, especially, uh, IBM Watson's been there before, and I feel like a lot of people maybe have heard Brian Coon specifically speak on this subject, but I don't know, three, four, five years in, there's just so much more data that they have now, and they've worked with so many more people that I think they're probably in a better place to talk about how this stuff is actually being used in law firms and corporate legal departments than maybe they were even two or three years ago.
1: Wow. I mean, that's amazing. So it sounds like there's going to be some things for both newbies, people just first coming to the show this year, and also some of the older crowd like myself. So do you want to maybe highlight some things for for new attendees?
0: Certainly. For new attendees, I mean, the place where I would start, honestly, is the exhibit floor, just talking with people about, so what exactly does your solution do? Uh, For both of our new reporters, as I talked about, we have two new reporters from LTN. They both started around October. And that's what I told them is just take the first two hours and walk and talk to people because there's no better way of actually knowing what this stuff does and what legal technologies actually are been seeing it put into practice. So from there, you're able to make judgments and compare one solution against another, et cetera. But you really need that baseline of seeing what actually this stuff is before you actually get into the weeds of e-discovery or cybersecurity, et cetera.
1: Yeah, that's good advice because almost everyone who's got an exhibit is going to be demonstrating their their wares at the show. So that's, that's good. That's why I go in. Yep. I'll say that I'll admit that I'm a senior Zach. I heard that there's going to be some product innovation at the show. Can you, uh, dive into that?
0: Yeah, certainly. So something new that they really wanted to put on since the show has been running a long time. And previously, I think a lot of people thought that there was a huge focus on not necessarily the newest solutions, but kind of the legacy solutions. Well, ALM in particular, wanted to flip that on its head this year. So what they're putting on for the first time is called a product innovation competition. And the submissions for that have already gone. And there are seven finalists that are go- have already been named for this competition. And what they're doing is putting a wide variety of legal technologies, whether it's analytics, there's a patent explorer in there, there's a time and billing, and they're putting all of these head to head to say, what exactly is the most innovative technology that's coming out and what's going to push the actual practice of law moving forward? So that I'm actually going to be writing an article about who those finalists are very shortly that is on my docket for next week. So I don't really want to go too in depth (laughs) with it yet, but uh, I think it's going to excite a lot of people and it's going to be fun to see who's the winner of this competition. And hopefully it's something that goes off well and people can look forward to moving forward potentially with even more submissions next year.
1: Okay, well, we're going to watch for that article, Zach, so that's great. And uh, it's not only the product innovation from maybe startups, but we're talking about some established companies in the industry, right?
0: That is correct. Um, Yeah, I'm looking at the list of finalists in front of me currently, and it is a mix of both established companies and new ones that are in the space.
1: Now that we're a few years into Legal Week, which now comprises multiple conferences, Zach, is it working for ALM? or more importantly, is it working for attendees?
0: I think that it is. I think especially some of the conferences early on didn't quite know where they were separate from legal tech, but especially with some hands-on people behind the scenes, that is changing. The one that I think most people within ALM are most excited for is the Business of Law Forum. And the editor-in-chief of The American Lawyer, Gina Passarella, has been extremely hands-on with the Business of Law Forum, not only coming up with the panels and getting speakers for panels and workshops associated with that, but kind of – tweaking it a little bit so that it is more of a conversation between corporate law and major law firms about what the business side of the equation should look like in a way that benefits both parties. That's something, obviously, that has been touched on through technology for years at Legal Tech, but there wasn't as much of a business conversation for not only CTOs and CIOs, but chief marketing officers and chief financial officers at major law firms that really are starting to come to this show for the first time where maybe they hadn't been in the past. What are they doing along with what you're saying right now? Are women going to be more visible in this? They are. And that was a concerted effort that the events team at ALM made from last year, especially because, I mean... You heard the criticism as well as I did, and it was very well-founded that it was, especially in the keynotes, very male, and a lot of the panels were the exact same way. So one thing that ALM made sure to do is working with the corporate partners that sponsor Legal Tech this year, when we were going, everybody was going over who exactly was going to be on track panels and who exactly was going to represent in Keynotes for not only legal tech, but business of law, legal CIO, all of those different conferences needed to make sure that we had a female voice through all of them. So you may notice the judges panel this year, Judge Peck is a mainstay. But the other three judges who are going to be on it are all women judges, which is one thing that the planning committee was super excited about this year to get a different perspective than perhaps what's been in there in the past. Uh, Gina made sure to do the same thing for business of law. And of course, the legal diversity is its own conference uh, for, I believe the second straight year. And of course that theme will not only be in that conference, but pervasive in a number of different panels throughout all conferences in the week as well.
1: Zach, you've got Frank and Victoria, some new staff writers covering the exhibit floor, but where will we find you and what are you most excited to see at legal week?
0: Well, if you can find me, that's uh, good luck on you because I'll be running around like a crazy person for about four straight days. (laughs) Uh, so many darn meetings is uh, what it is, but I, I enjoy that. It's a good thing, especially considering that I live in Minnesota currently. There are a few legal technology companies, but not too terribly many that are based out here. So I really don't have that many opportunities to have face-to-face meetings with so many different people. So honestly, that's going to be a large portion of my experience. It'll be less reporting and more meeting with people that I haven't seen face-to-face in a long time. For what's exciting for me, it really is just catching up with a lot of those people since it's probably Legal Week, ILTA, maybe one or two other opportunities that I actually have to see people. And just learning that there aren't very many greater sources of data dumps than conferences like this that I can really get my finger on the pulse of what we should be reporting for the next six months based on my conversations with people about what they're hearing, what's innovative, and what's exciting them.
1: Zach, we are running out of time, but before you leave, please tell us how our listeners can reach you.
0: Absolutely. So my email is zwarren at ALM.com. That's Z-W-A-R-R-E-N at alm.com. That's probably the easiest way because despite being a millennial, I am very bad at social media and I have been known to let LinkedIn messages in particular linger a lot longer than I should. I also have a number that probably I would suggest emailing me first before trying to call. Um, But yeah, reach out at any time. I love hearing from people. I love learning about different trends that people are seeing and what's next. And if you have a story idea, you can always reach out and we can talk about it.
1: Oh, very good. So Zach, thank you very much for your time. And it was great to hear that you've got a couple new staff reporters covering the show and we'll be sure to be watching Legal Tech News coverage
0: for Legal Week. Of course. Thank you for having me on and excited to speak with both of you again as well.
1: This has been another edition of Law Technology Now on the Legal Talk Network. If you like what you heard today, Please rate us on Apple Podcasts. Join us in the next edition of Law Technology Now. I'm Sean LaRoque doherty And I'm Monica Bay. And we are signing off. Thank you very much.
0: like more information about what you've heard today please visit legaltalknetwork.com subscribe via itunes and rss find us on twitter and facebook or download our free legal talk network app in google play and itunes